everybody welcome to the improv network podcast i really did have a brain fart there you catch not, your own not, surprise not. or something <laughs> were you cooking or something oh hey it's showtime <laughs> everybody <laughs> yeah oh shoot uh, i was doing some uh some writing uh no um hey, hey everybody welcome to the improv network podcast this is a show where we have conversations geared toward building stronger connections throughout the improv community. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we are your education team for the Improv Network. Y'all can go to theimprovnetwork.org, and I hope you will, to check out all sorts of resource and uh, education stuff there, including uh, blogs and interviews and uh, a dedicated improv FAQ page that has... Uh, an archive of these conversations, as well as um, le mini lecture videos on improv topics um, in videos. Um, you can also catch us as a podcast, guys. Um, I, I don't know if uh, uh, if everybody knows this, but uh, you can find the Improv Network podcast on any podcast service. So if you're like, I love watching it. Right. But what if I could just carry it with me? <laughs> Yeah, like those I things. I don't want to look at Bob and James talking. I just want to hear their sweet, sweet voice. Uh, <laughs> or you can go directly to the source and go to www.gabbermedia.com and load it, download it, download it. There is a word. There is yes. a word. We're, this is not a being tech savvy because I would not co host that. Uh, yeah. If you want to go to www.gabbermedia.com, you can yeah. find us there, plus on a bunch of other great uh, shows. Yeah, like, if you're old school and you want to nab the RSS feed to add to your personal feed, yeah. <laughs> however that works, yeah, that's that how thing. you do it. If, you, if you're like down with the RSS, that's cool. In full transparency, part of the reason we're vamping here is because we're also trying to share this to the Improv Network group page. And uh, Bob, were, were we able to do that? The, yes, the, we the, are. The, Yes, that's the yes. one second thing I did accomplish today. Nice. Boom. Great. Well, um, we're going to introduce our guest and get started with the conversation. Um, but before we do, I just want to also mention to our viewing audience that uh, if at any point you want to comment um, with a, a question, either on the topic at hand or just add a, a general question in the improv world um, into the comments, we will either uh, get to it during the episode um, or we can, we like to stock up on those uh, questions and then do like a whole episode of, of like questions that we haven't gotten to. Uh, mm -hmm. That's always fun. So feel free to jump in with those uh, comments and questions throughout our, our uh, conversation here. Okay, enough of that. Let's uh, go ahead and, <laughs> enough of us, enough of our bullshit. <laughs> All right, podcast dad. Yeah, enough of that. I got to get going. So uh, it's been nice seeing everybody. Um, <laughs> our guest for this episode um, has been performing for 20 years in theater and TV and film. She is an alum of the Second City Hollywood Training Center, where she has been on 
uh, improv teams of all sorts, um, including short form and long form and duos. And she has a solo show coming up called I'm Fine. And uh, you can catch that at the Hollywood Fringe Fest. Uh, we have a link in the description um, along with uh, uh, some info on that show if you are in the Hollywood area and you want to uh, check it out. Um, fantastic. Without further ado, let's bring on our guest. It is Paige Faulkner. Yeah! Yay! Hey! <laughs> welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Good to see you. Good, good to see you. Um, thanks so much for joining. And uh, Paige, the topic that we have uh, for this episode is generally show styles uh, and formats, including um, show numbers, uh, you know, the differences between doing group teams um, versus duos versus solo shows. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're excited to talk about all that. And um, do you want to get us started by just like uh, letting us know what you had in mind going into it? Yeah, sure. Um, <clears throat> you came to me and I'm always like hesitant to talk about show, um, not show styles, but like form styles because I learn in a very particular way. And it's always like people are like, yeah, let's do this style. And I'm like, shit, like, I don't remember what that is until you start doing it. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, I could, I don't think I could ever teach improv for that very reason because I can't articulate what those things are i can only do them so like yeah. it's more verse like i can't if you can't teach do like fingers crossed <laughs> yeah <laughs> well it gets, and it gets so confusing too because as soon as you open up uh, the conversation of forums and and show styles it's like everybody even like in the same city one theater to the next and calls it something slightly different or one teacher yeah. to the next teaches a little differently and so it, it barely does any good to be like, let's do, you know, let's do a uh, an, an Armando or let's do a Laurent or whatever. Because yeah. we're like, what do, what do we all, let's all just okay. share what we yeah. think that is. Well, oh, I know what I do when I hear the word Armando. What do you do? Yeah. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, I think the only thing I could probably verbalize right off the bat was doing the onion. And that's only because I really enjoyed doing it. <laughs> And I think part of that is because I want the stage to myself. So I'm like, oh, I'll go first. Right. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> well, that's and that's cool, too, because that has. <laughs> yeah, that's a form where where. Uh, well, again, we'll we'll have to compare notes here. But like yeah. um, you start with one a solo scene mm -hmm. uh, and then somebody joins and it transforms into a two person scene unrelated to the first one. Right. And right. with each yeah. new person that you add, it's a, it's a new scene. So it is speaking of like, you know, uh, even numbers and forms um it is like a solo show and a duo show and a group show all wrapped in one right right and then when you get everybody on stage you start going back because yeah. yeah until you go back all the way down to the solo show yeah. uh which i always tell my favorite thing to do is if i find if i have an impatient student uh who, who who's just has to talk i always make put them in that spot and i tell them wait what you get you're gonna you're gonna end the show with one word you get one word so i just want you to wait and when you can't wait no more count to 10 and then say your word and it always works because you build up you, you force them to build tension and then when we give notes like well how did you feel did you notice something let's talk about that yeah. how did you feel having that one you get a moment and you didn't have to talk and you still got that reaction you like all that positive reinforcement uh, your money buddy Ah, that's 
that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And, and so Paige, you said that like, um, you are more of like a jump, jump in and do it. And so are you saying that like you, you still really like form and, and different, those different styles. It's just like, you don't keep track of them, you know? Yeah. I, I, in my personal life, I really like form and function. I like all of these things. So it would only make sense that I would also like form in, in this particular way, but I don't. <laughs> the exact opposite so like i understand form as a um, guiding tool as like a suggestion <laughs> overall mm -hmm. um and i'm sure that's incredibly frustrating for the people i'm on teams with um i'm sure that they've told me numerous times like could you um but i don't recall <laughs> like stick to the form <laughs> yeah yeah like, when, uh, when we make them up <laughs> when we put this organic thing you gotta stick to the rule yeah we were looking yeah, so for a group game yeah <laughs> i think that games with short forms obviously very different i there is like that that to me is like my real life like those are forms i understand the games let's do the games um and i think why i don't enjoy short form as much um I did it for a long time. You kind of start that way and it's fun. Mm -hmm. But for me, it felt constricting. Um, but I also was lucky to be on some incredible teams with some incredible people that allowed for my error in not knowing the form as much, bringing back stuff. You know, people were bringing callbacks and things like that that I was also doing, but I had no, once I walk off the stage, I very rarely remember anything that was said. You know, meanwhile, <laughs> these people that are verbatim could tell me every single thing that happened in every single scene. And I don't understand that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so what? jealous of those people because, yeah, you <laughs> like you, when you get those audience members like, oh my God, remember this line? I, I do not. No, I'm, I do not. You said it 10 minutes yeah. ago. I, I must have. I believe you. I'm not calling you a liar. I, <sighs> that was yeah. up there. Yeah. I'm not here now. <laughs> well, so so yeah, like how do you um, how do you uh, work with the balance of 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 that in in a team page? Because I, I and I guess we're putting it in negative terms, but but like you're saying that like the the team kind of has to like deal with you breaking the rules or whatever. And but on the same in the same on the flip side, you kind of have to deal with everyone else like being too strictly adhering to the yeah. rules or people who are like get get too hung up on uh the details or the uh yeah, restrictions I just because i'm specifically remembering like being in the side wings and having someone on the team that is incredibly analytical and like getting mad at the people on the stage saying we're doing um uh the form is gonna escape the the word but like it's a very ucb form just upside <clears throat> upright citizens brigade um mm -hmm. the herald and so, you know, there's one A, one B, one C, scene, one, two B. So I would have people being like, oh, well, that person went out wrong. And I was like, it just doesn't matter. Like at this point, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know where we're going. Yeah, the audience is about. Yeah, they don't yeah. care. And sure, it wasn't flawless, but like, welcome to live improv theater. Get yeah. over it. Um, yeah. So that's like, that would find, I would find very frustrating. So, I mean, I'm sure that they were frustrated with me too, but like, right. I think the way that I, I'm not sure that people, when I was on really great teams, that people would be like, oh, Paige does this, you know, just as well as like, I'm not recounting these other people that like perform differently than me. We worked well together because of that. I think, you know, my strength lied in being present and I 
I didn't let anything go. I picked up every tiny mistake that was made and made a big deal about it. So I think I was able, we were able to like really gel in that. They could come on and kind of corral me, so to speak, um, and kind of bring me back to whatever the form was. And I very, you know, pliable. I'm like, okay, great. Like I'm on board um, with this. So it was such a nice, when I was on those teams, it was such a nice balance um, where we were keeping each other in check, but not to a frustrating level. Yeah. 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 That's, I think the difference to me, right. Is, is like, uh, I don't know, just putting the people first. Is it like working because, because like, I, I'm a very form oriented person and I love working with form and um, developing forms. Uh, and um, I'm always thinking of it as like a challenge, right? Is, is that like, yeah. let's see if we can do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I've definitely been on teams or, or uh, in conversations with people who are, are, are more like, I don't know, like uh, somewhere along the way, it seems that that people can get convinced that uh, that like if you're if you're not adhering to like that structure that you're doing it wrong and get yeah. more and just kind of use it to get f frustrated with people and um, it's like I it, it I don't know it's 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 like wouldn't no matter what wouldn't it just be better if like you learned why you're so frustrated with somebody and like yeah. just. <laughs> And or like if you were doing this form with your like absolute best friends, would you still be that mad at them for for like or would you be I like, oh, I'm you know, that's that's that's, uh you know, that's just Jeff or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you're more forgiving. And it's and it's like, where is this tension coming from? It's it's very strange to me that how that gets built up um, for people. Yeah. And also, like, aren't you doing this to have fun? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think we forget so often that like, oh, we're doing this because it's fun. You know, I live in Hollywood, so it's it, there's a such a performance aspect to it that is surface level. Like, oh, someone might come and see the show. And it's like, well, no one's coming to the tiny studio theater at 11 o'clock on a Friday night to see if you're any good for a TV show. Like, yeah. move on. Um, let's have a good time. Yeah, that's it's so hard when someone's very analytical about yeah. scene work. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting too. Cause I, I think that like there probably was a time, it seems like that's, I, I could be wrong about this, but it, se it seems like there probably was a time when scouts would go see people because maybe, maybe like late nineties, early two thousands when improv was like, you know, on a, on a certain boom and, yeah when there wasn't like so much internet content. And so you did kind of have to like go see live shows in order to yeah. see the talent pool. But there's so much online that that is probably a bigger and more accurate thorough representation that like it's unlikely that people are still, to me that people are still going to check out improv shows for that yeah. reason, you know? <laughs> um, and, Laura Michael isn't at every show. Oh, right. I kept looking for him, but he never shows up. Yeah. He never showed but, up. And, and I'm also just thinking that, like, even if it's the case that people are going to get get a, get a see the talent pool at these theaters, that they're probably less looking at the the success of the show itself and more at like, does this person seem 
fun to be around and easy to work with, you know, yeah. like that, like, is this, a, is this a, a person who I would be interested in uh, having a conversation with uh, after the show and, and feels accessible and nice, you know, and, and you yeah. can feel when people are too uptight during a show about how it's going or, um, or if you, if there's like a little resentful undercurrent of like, <laughs> <laughs> how you're playing with each other if you think the yeah. other person's doing a good job too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I just like that you saying that I was at a festival with my short form group that we were doing long form, which I like forced, I was like, can we please just try this? We've been together for so long. And then we ended up doing a show and the whole time I was so conscious of what was happening and what the audience had, the audience was reacting. And I was just like, this is terrible. And like, then my fear was like, oh my God, did everybody know that everybody on my team <laughs> turns out they didn't. They're like, that's the best show we've ever had. And I thought, yeah. well, then what do I know? You know, like I thought that was not great. And I really thought we were dying. I like that Susan Messing quote. If I'm not having fun doing this, then I'm the asshole. Yes. Oh. Hey, she's great. Yep. I yeah. she did a workshop that I went to and I was just like, who is this wonderful woman? <laughs> just like golden yeah. nugget. Yeah. She's also somebody, yeah, that that I think I've asked her about um forum before because she's so good at doing uh, like callbacks and, and making connections. And um I've asked her like like she's such a big proponent of being in the moment and not thinking about the form, but she does form very well. Yeah. And I've asked her like, like, well, well what are you doing then to still do the form, mm -hmm. even though you're just like, fuck kind of fuck everything. Um, and she's like, you just, you just listen, you know, like, you, you know what you're, you're trying to do, but you don't constantly think about it the whole time. You just like stay in the moment and things present themselves to you more easily when you do that. Yeah. A thousand percent. And I think, like we were saying earlier, like that's how I can get away with certain things <laughs> so, like, because I am listening. Um, and I think that's part of the reason I also forget everything the moment I walk off stage because I was mm -hmm. like, I'm just in this moment and that's it. That, that's all that exists here. Um, and just like any other conversation, you know, you usually come back to something like, oh, yeah, what was I talking about? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. And that's when you have those really great moments where you surprise yourself on stage because nothing's planned. If you're just like listening, reacting, listening, reacting, something's going to slip out. And like, I don't know where that came from. That was, that yeah. was character speaking. And I love those moments. Those are, that's when you start having real fun because it's like, now I get to kind of be an audience member too and see what, what happens with this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's just like, why, why would you want to like squash that? It's like, it's like, those are the things that make, um, that can derail the form, but like make the show, uh, better regardless is like when like, oh, this surprising thing just happened to Bob during the show. And, and he's like, it, you know, it, 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 it's gonna We want to follow that instead of the form right. because we're not like, Bob, this is this is fire. This is really great. Yeah, we have this form we got to do, but we'll talk about <laughs> yeah. it afterward. What might have happened? <laughs> what would yeah. happen if we were doing this stupid form? Yeah. Yeah, this would be great if we didn't, we already have, we kind of have a plan here, so we can't really explore this, but it's really great. Like, I, I, I like, um, um, I like to think about it as like, uh, you're never gonna have a perfect show, right? And and that's right. especially like, a, a, to me, a helpful mentality to go into like a form with because uh, it's gonna be flawed and some of the flaws are gonna probably be the best parts of it uh, if you let them be. And so it's like, you should look forward to like, how are we gonna fuck it up this time? Or how is it gonna go? wrong this time um you know start with whatever your uh 
intention is at the outset, but yeah. like look forward to the ways that it's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, ah, I love that. Um, I and so, what about what about like different um, schools and and um, uh, I don't know. You you mentioned like show styles and forums page, but uh, in it before the show, but also like generally school philosophies. You you have yeah. um, some some points there too. I went to I went to Second City all the way through. When I got to LA, I you know agents wanted improv on your background. They wanted you to go to school, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. Like improv was not my trajectory. I didn't know very much about it. Um, I watched some short form shows, and I was like, great, that's fun. Like it was not in my zeitgeist, and I only went to Second City was because it had a payment plan. I could pay by the week and had no money. Um, I showed up for the first day and it changed my entire life. Wow. We played this really silly game that like all four of the classes that were going on at the same time, like met and then, you know, introduce yourself and terrible icebreakers, which I could just do without. But we play this game of like <laughs> rock, paper, scissors. And so you were next to someone and whoever won and those couples went on to the inner circle. And then you went on until you only had two people. And I was one of the last two people, which normally would be my nightmare. I just... Mm -hmm. I like, I want to come in and say my name, like I said, and like sit in the corner. You remember me or you don't. Yeah. And it ended up being in the middle of like 50 people that I don't know in a city I've been in for three weeks. And then I won. And so it was all about like, every time someone else won, you cheered everybody else on. Everybody was being a cheerleader. So I'm in the middle of this group. I mean, literally, the, there's just me and this other person and then 60 people around us. Um, and I won and then everyone's celebrating me. And I was, I just like, it was one of those things that just magically, I was like, I'm at the right place. And I don't think that happens at other schools. Um, Second City in particular, what I think they do is create good actors that can improvise. Um, Whereas UCB is all about game and why mm -hmm. I think maybe I wasn't attracted to UCB. Mm -hmm. um, they obviously produce great performers and great comedians. And I think sometimes you have the nuggets of people that are really good, solid all around actors. And I don't mean that you being a, a comedian doesn't make you a great actor. It's just a different, you're coming about it in a different way. Yeah. Um, and then Io was similar to Second City. It was kind of the in-between in, in Prop Olympics was um, in between the two of those, which I really loved. And then they shut down. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have Groundlings, which is it, its own school um, and it's sketch based. You know, they're they're improvising is very formulated. And like I had so many friends go through it and like get all the way to the writing lab and stuff like that, which is like it's a fairly prestigious thing, especially in L.A., because that's where people are pulling actors from mm -hmm. yeah. to be on shows and in mm -hmm. commercials and stuff. Um, that was the the leading thing before the pandemic. Um, but it was formulated and it was specific. And, you know, I'd go see shows and you'd be in the middle of improv and the teacher or the coach is the one that was calling the shots. They're out in the audience, they're on the side, they're clapping, pulling people aside, which I find incredibly disruptive. There was um, <laughs> there was another theater called the Clubhouse in LA that like was just, um, you know, when you're early in your early 20s and you like really love music and you're like, and you don't really have to have a serious job. You get to just hang out with your friends at the coffee shop. Like that's what the Clubhouse was. It was perfection. Um, <laughs> You got to like watch all of these, these groups um, 
from all of these schools. And then there was some other offshoot, like the Nerdist and um, some other smaller ones that in, in LA. I can only really speak to Los Angeles, but they would. Well, there, yeah, there's a ton there. That's a pretty yeah. like strong cross section of yeah. styles. Yeah. <laughs> so this was such a perfect place because the, a lot of the retention went out. It was just like, this is where we're having fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a show on Saturday nights with my duo uh, partner and however many people you brought is how many minutes you got. And wow. so it was a interesting, wow. it became really like too obnoxious. I had a 30 second <laughs> set one time and I was like, this is brought half a person. This is ridiculous. We <laughs> brought five people, but he overbooked, whatever. Gotcha. Okay. But <laughs> I brought a child. That's a whole other show. Um, but we got to watch all these different improv teams. And when I first was starting out and there were people from Groundlings and all of a sudden people are clapping in the middle of the scenes to, to wipe the scene, you know? And it, for me, it's like, okay, well now I'm out and I have to reset and like get invested in what you're doing again. And now it's two minutes into the scene and now it's over, you know? So I just, that worked for some people, but I just felt like as a visual, as a show, it didn't seem enjoyable to do. Um, but everybody's different and that's why there's all those schools. Uh, I just felt like Second City was always just my jam and, and for lack of a better term, like the best, um, but it, obviously the best in this lane. Um, yeah. Well, and I imagine it's very, uh, what are, like is the vibe at a place like the, sorry, it's the clubhouse? Yeah. Um, are people like, that, that still seem kind of like offstandish with each other of like, oh, there's a there's a groundlings. Uh-oh. Or, or, or did it seem Jack a little Reece bit Theater like just walked in. Watch <laughs> yeah. out. I, it was certainly, I mean, you're talking about a, a bunch of comedians that are uh, one step below stand-up comedians, right? So like we're not super pretentious because it's not all about us, yeah. so to speak. Uh, but there's you know, certainly a ton of people that it is all about them. Yep. So that's where the pretension lied of the, like, if you were constantly winning, um, you know, shows or you got featured a lot bit, a lot more than there's like this pretend celebrity status, which is fabulous. And everyone should experience that. Like, I'm not against that, you know, don't let it go to your head, but let's celebrate everybody. Um, and if they win a uh, tournament on a Saturday night at midnight, then congratulations. Um, but there's not a lot of championing and cheerleading. So it becomes clicky in the way that like, oh, we're from UCB, oh, we're from Second City and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are obviously a couple you know, schools or groups that did think that they were coming from the place that was the best, um, which I get, you know, loyalty. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, I, I you just got me thinking about like, it's just got to come from a sense of tribalism, right? That's really what it is. And, and like, it's just so, I, I, I love the, the exercise you're talking about with the rock, paper, scissors, because, you know, when you started describing it in my, in my head, I just thought it was funny. I was like, that's risky to like start a uh, improv uh, class with like, okay, we're going to do a knockout competition. Yeah. Um, but, but the difference is, and it's amazing. And I can't wait to like use it because, um, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Is, is that you have to cheer for each other. And it's like, yeah. it's like, what are we doing? Like, like we're, we're rock, paper, scissoring. Somebody's going to win. Like 
and who cares? And what do they win? Yeah. What, what, yeah. what is this golden goose you you receive for being the best at rock paper scissors? Yeah. And is is it it's it's in it's a pretty even playing field. And isn't it fun when like somebody by mostly probably luck uh, and good yeah. guessing yeah. wins? Um, and so can't we just all like cheer and get behind that? And that, that to me is like, uh, I'm, I'm in the New York, uh, community. So it's like, I get, I get that like competitiveness, especially with, um, you know, career and professional goals, but like, there's so much luck involved in that too. And, and, um, so why can't we just like celebrate more when somebody just like gets lucky enough to get a break or just like it, it, not be mad at each other for going toward, uh, our, similar goals, whether they're artistic or, or career, um, ambitions, uh, why can't we just be like, great? Like, like, and I hope you, I hope you get it your way. I don't, it, if I did it that way, it probably wouldn't work for me, but I'm gonna try to do it this way. And I, and I let's support each other just like across the path. A hundred percent. Uh, you're in New York. How long have you been there? Four years. Four years. What's that like? That scene is, different but similar yeah there's uh and you know you the ucb theaters out here closed uh, over the pandemic um and uh so it's it's a it's it, for a lot of reasons um it's a it's a much different landscape uh uh a lot of the, the theaters got hit like as as many places yeah. but um so it's actually interesting as as it's coming back because I'm gonna, now that I'm on this train of thought, uh, I'm going to uh, talk about that for a second. Is is that uh, what's what's interesting is that like okay, well, there's kind of like a a, a scattering and reassembling, and there's like a Squirrel is an improv company that um, is uh, some old Herald team players that are uh, starting to do shows at a place called Caveat, and it's like uh, that that kind of like. That, that to me seems like a place where like, okay, now all these people who had maybe problems or apprehensions with like other theaters are kind of like coming mm -hmm. and being like, you guys wanna be friends? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so that's kind of cool to see. Um, I think be, be, before the pandemic, um, there's a little bit of like the, uh, the UCB is, is more of like a, a career ambition path. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's Magnet Theater, which is much more, uh, I guess, by reputation and by my observation, is uh, more like a clubhouse and just a people who who do it for the love of the art uh, of it and are, are more more theatrical or acting geared. And then there's the Pit, the People's Improv Theater, um, which I was really attracted to because they do everything. And and the uh, you know the positive and negative of it is that you see some of the coolest, innovative, most innovative stuff um and uh top improvisers playing there and you see some of the biggest disasters there the, 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 you know what i mean like like the the, the, the scale of but it's, it's huge it's a huge roll of the dust to go to go see a show uh because it could be anything but it's so much yeah. more about like uh uh self-produced and and like um community produced stuff where they have so much well they Again, they they had to shut down their their two big stages, um, but uh, but they were offering up all this stage time for people to hopefully like build opportunities for people to produce their ideas and, and stuff. And so I found that really interesting. But yeah, again, there's just like you know, there's some 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 of that comes along with stigma where people are like, yeah, I want to go see a pitch show and it and it sucked. Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's like you you're probably not going to walk away from a magnet or an uh, UCB show saying that because it's it's more curated. 
Um, but like, that's an unfair stigma to put on people for just like trying and, right. um, yeah. you know, and then, yeah, it, it, it is, it gets, it gets mucky with groups. Well, I mean, it's kind of like watching student shows. You're going to see some bad stuff because people are still getting comfortable with the stage. They're going to make mistakes, but sometimes you see the best fucking things on there because people make moves because they haven't conditioned themselves to, Oh, there, there's a rule. I can't do this. They, they don't know. They, so they do it, and it's like, yeah. oh, that just gave me permission to do that as well. I, I can't believe I, I had a, a thought that I wasn't allowed to do things. I, I, that there's rules of making make believe. <laughs> so I get annoyed at myself because I shouldn't know better after 15 years. But, but then I'm like, oh, God bless this person. That was amazing. I love it. I love the choice. I love. It. Or when you when you see someone get that spark, you know, like, oh. And now it's going to be easier for them after this because they 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 had a realization on stage. So yeah, I I, I agree with you. Curated, curated stuff is is great and consistent, but I I still will go to I, I don't know, lack of better terms, air quotes for those watching on our listening on the RSS feed, uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the the clubhouse or the the fun theaters or you know yeah. Uh, Hangout ones. <clears throat> well, how's the theater or the community uh, where you at? Um, that's uh, very specific. Um. Uh. Well, we have the Planet Ant, which is the oldest theater, um, it, which was started by a group of Second City uh, main stagers like Keegan Michael Key and the Funks and uh, Larry Joe Campbell and and uh, Nancy mm -hmm. Hayden and Margaret Towski and those guys, uh, which. It's it's just kept on growing. Like the last, especially the last five years, has really grown, uh, and that's always a great place to hang out. You know what? In Detroit, there's three great theaters, and they're all. I, I you know I, I pretty much stick to go just because I live closer to it. But it's like they're all hangouts, but they all hang out in a different way. Yeah, I love you know? being there. Yeah, so I, I I think if if there's any of that, oh, that's a an ant person or a go comedy person or a pointless person is probably from a student who's trying to push that agenda sure. and not so much someone like me who's been doing it for so long like i can go play over there if i want to you know i can i can you know i can pretty much do what i within reason uh yeah. go hang out uh, that's what i like to do it like to me it's play uh, it doesn't pay my bills it doesn't you know do anything for me other than gives me joy. So I'm going to keep it that way. Ugh. As long as I keep the bar open, I'll show up. <laughs> yeah. I know that community was so, so special. Um, <laughs> I thought you say so drunk. Yeah, yeah, I know you asked if I knew James and I was like, oh man, if I met him during dip, I don't know. Um, but, uh, it, because it's a smaller community and because that it, yeah. there's so much fun and it's just right. like, oh, thank goodness. Like what a safe haven this is. And all that, like being on stage and like some of those theaters are theaters, you know, of, of an instructor of mine, uh, Jamie Moyer, um, improv mm -hmm. goddess. Oh, um, yeah. He was actually my know, first instructor too. Yeah. Uh, she, you know, her mom owned a stage there and I got to perform on that. And I thought like, this was such a magical place. Cause not only was it filled with improvisers and funny people, um, but it was also a theater theater. So it was just like, you know how you feel when you step on the stage that's yeah. meant for 
performing and it's just like fantastical and like you're at home. And that's just how I felt walking around in Detroit to all of that. Um, so yeah. lucky you. Um, yeah, it's very interesting that the difference between when, when a, uh, a city is, has that like industry, um, in the mix, you know, with yeah. LA, New York, Chicago, um, there are really great communities, uh, like Detroit or, uh, Portland, um, uh, DC, um, Atlanta that have like really, really awesome improv communities and, and that have been like growing just as much as anywhere. Um, and, uh, doing really great shows and like legendary teams and, you know, but, but, but it's like, for the most part there, you're either, you know, you might be thinking about moving somewhere else or I know in Detroit, there's, you could, there's, there are agencies, uh, that people, uh, right. can flock to, to get commercial and film work. Um, but it's not really the thing that's on people's minds. So like you, you can rely more on everybody just doing it for the love of it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I, I can almost guarantee no one signed up for, uh, a, an improv class because their agent told them to. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Not really. I mean, it sure happens, but yeah. that's rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that the, like uh, there's room for everything, right? The, and and like whether you're doing it for the love of it or like to chase career goals or um, whether you're more acting driven, short form, long form. Uh, we, we've talked on here not too long ago about like Bob and I uh, enjoy going like meta. Um, and, and uh, there are people, some people hate that, don't want to be around it, don't want to see it, don't want to like talk about it or fuel the fire for it. Like, and it's like, well, it's, it, it, I think it's good to know what is for you and what isn't for you, but yeah. like not to be mad at each other for having different interests and inspirations and, and things that like satisfy you about <laughs> this very big umbrella of improv that, that like, again, we tend to like get convinced somehow it is much more narrow than it really is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what about, let's talk about the, the differences between like the, the numbers. Cause you are, your duo is uh, Beth page. Um, and uh, you also have this solo show coming up. So um, like, how does things you're change? <laughs> yeah, you're right here. That's how much you love the onion. It's yeah. like your yep. life. It's your mantra. <laughs> I sliced everybody else away. Yeah. Oh. Um, no. Uh, so I, yeah, I was part of Beth. Like I said, we haven't performed in a, a few years. Um, we were on an improv team together, a short form improv team. And I couldn't tell you what the conversation was that like, hey, let's try this together. Um she, I'm sure she was like, yeah, let's do this. You and me. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, I, I like playing with you. And I found, I found so much more freedom when it was just two people. Um, obviously a lot of freedom when it's just one person. I, I would have a lot of people that I was on teams with that were terrified about being there out alone. And when people would be like, I can't believe you just left me out there. And I was like, well, I didn't leave you out to dry. Like you haven't like, yeah you we've created this world together and we aren't always together in a world you know so for me i just thought like oh well i think that sounds that sounds awesome why don't you leave me out here all alone because to me it was like that little kid playing by themselves and right. like that freedom that you feel 
and it is, it is, I guess it's terrifying. You know, there are moments I, you know, you come to the realization all of a sudden, like, oh my God, I'm out on stage by myself and there's 20 people just staring at me, waiting for me to be funny. And that's, that's yeah. obviously dangerous. Like, right. Like I'm supposed to be funny. Um, yeah, this well, better be good. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm out here right, by myself. It's a big chance, kid. Make me and I think that's what everybody else thinks too. They're like, oh, like I uh, there's all this pressure, but for me, that's less pressure. I don't have to have a conversation with somebody. I don't have to like listen really. Like I can only I only have my brain to listen to, and like that's an endless cycle of of stuff that's gonna come out, right? Yeah. So. For me, and I think I've always been very um, independent. So I've been, that's just me living my life out on stage. Like yeah. I've always had to figure out stuff on my own, not had to, but like because of massive social anxiety, like I, in fear of like getting something wrong and, and being perfect, I just was like, well, I'll do it by myself. So it was just a natural thing for me to also enjoy that. Um, and I didn't understand why people didn't want to do it also. I was like, but this is joy. Then yeah. turns out people like communicating with other people and connecting with people. Mm -hmm. And so like, I got that too. I was like, oh, okay. It took me a long time. It took me doing stuff by myself on stage to realize like, oh, I understand the the um, attraction to having these connections with other people. Yeah. Um, having just one other person was also really cool because of that like i went backwards i started on a team went to two went to one then was like oh great what a great like building block backwards um that made i think made me stronger in general but like working off just one other person especially when they're like-minded mm -hmm. uh liz and i liz rachel is was the other part of uh beth and she's brilliant she's an incredible performer and uh, we were so like-minded but so very different um, in such a complimentary way. But also like we would both get frustrated with each other. And that was a cool thing to like be able to pinpoint, you know, you're in a group and you're like, I don't, I don't know if I know exactly what's going wrong here. Like if we're stepping back and the, the coach is going to tell us, I'm like, ah, uh, I guess it was this person's quote unquote air quotes uh, fault <laughs> for this, but you don't, it's harder to pinpoint, but when it's just right. two of you, there's an obvious reason why something didn't work. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah. so it's easier to navigate. So then going back to a group setting, it's like, okay, great. I know why this didn't work. Um, and it's not like you fix something, right? Like you just understand I, what- I disagree because- Oh, okay. You know, you, you, with all due respect, because <laughs> yeah. uh, you do learn that thing like, yeah, it might be quote unquote, uh, their fault, but you have to have two conversations, one with them and one with yourself. Is it their fault? And why am I mad? You know, and and it's kind of like in real life and real relationships. If you can't if you can't be alone with yourself, how are you going to be with somebody else? You know, yeah. and that, that applies to bigger and bigger groups. So I, I think you do learn. OK, something. Yeah. I like that. I, I yeah, think that makes, but, that makes sense I, to me. I think what maybe Paige, what you're saying though, is that like you learn to talk in, in if you can find somebody like-minded that to work with like that, you learn to talk in certain terms um, that you uh, can not put under a microscope, right? Like, because I, I I agree with what you're saying, Bob, but but I think that like if you're if you're James, working with somebody, I'm sorry, Paige. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's get I mean, do, do, do you know like? Uh, 
it, does that track kind of with what you're saying, Paige? Is that like you stop thinking yeah. about like the terms that you're putting it in, and, and you can just kind of like be a little bit more uh, uh, connected with somebody where you phrase it things certain ways, but it doesn't matter like what you mean in a larger or more nuanced sense. It's just like you, you're speaking the same language, so you can kind of like um, figure it out together uh, easier than with, with, with like eight people thinking about like the idea of, of yeah. like, we made, we made a mistake, you know, yeah. eight, eight, a group of eight people are going to think about that idea in, in different ways. Different Whereas ways. like, if you find a partner to work with, you can say like, Oh, what was our mistake there? And not have worrying about each other being like, well, what do you mean by oh, mistake? Yeah. My bad. I'm <laughs> no. I thought you're talking about being analytical and like, Oh, we're doing the two person Herald and we were on to B and you went to the two C. Jeez. <laughs> well, it's kind of a melding though. Like I, yes and no to both of those things you know it is like that what i'm saying is that like having that duo is like what james is saying is like it is nice because you understand because in that someone is saying what's quote unquote right or wrong you know it's what works what didn't work and then going back to a group setting and then what bob was saying like understanding like that's the best way i could put into being able to verbalize what's going on in a group setting. Like I said mm -hmm. earlier, like I have a very difficult time. So like the track of going from group to two to one, back to two to group, like that's where I learned more terminology. Like I was able to use terminology that I wasn't able to use before yeah. and barely now, but you know, <laughs> most of my stuff is intuitive and it's like, okay, I understand. I just understand because my brain is constantly going. So I'm, I'm watching everybody do everything. So I'm just, for me, I'm gathering all this information and it plays out. Whereas I couldn't gather all this information and then write it all down. I can use it immediately. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's such mm -hmm. a nice, like I found an outlet in a use for my brain always going. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. If, if I can just piggyback on it. Cause yeah. I, I've only seen you play a couple times. And that's why I noticed about your style. Like you are high energy, but it's controlled. Is that something you had to learn or is that like from, is that from your acting background or is that just like a, how did you learn how to do that? Or is that natural? I, I think it's natural. I think that a lot of things in my life and yes, I think having theater training from the get go um, when I was in college, okay and like understanding the love of that. And like, I think I'm sure, like I, I stepped away from acting um, for a long time. I did some other stuff. Um, and so like having to merge like that initial training then with freedom would, yeah, like just what you said, thank you so much. That's in incredibly kind observation. But uh, yeah, I think a lot of it's natural and because like I want to be perfect, but I also want to have fun. Mm -hmm. And this just, I, I was able to find an outlet that allowed me to do so. Um, and you know, someone said here, here you go, be you, <laughs> you know, yeah. on stage. So like, and I think that that's part of the reason, like I was saying earlier, like once I'm on stage, this magic happens and I come off stage, I don't remember anything mm -hmm. because you know, because now I have to be in the real world. I have to protect myself. I have to put guards up. I have to, you know, I, I may be funny, but I'm making jokes to like, let's build that wall higher yeah. <laughs> further away from me. So like you can see me as one thing, but you don't actually get to know me. Whereas on stage, that's vulnerable. So of course I don't want to, you know, it, at, at the core, like 
isn't that who you are? I mean, not everybody, but like on stage, isn't the like that's the joy of that fourth wall, you know, that's built in that you get to just be yourself. Right. So yeah, I guess it's just I just went around in circles answering that question, but <laughs> no. uh, uh, yeah, I, I think say, most of it's not normal. Yeah, but I also like to say like by controlled, I don't mean like suppressed. Is that right. because oh, we've we've talked to uh, many improvisers who are high energy improvisers who've gotten that note like oh you gotta you gotta ring it back in you gotta you know yeah, yeah. you're being too much of a showboat or whatever. For lack of a better term, crappy note that is. I, I don't like that note, so I, I'll That's shit on it all day. Yeah. Uh, hey, I, I want agree you, with that is, note. I want you to play, but be quiet. You know, like <laughs> that. And play, you know. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a tricky balance. I know uh, because I've worked with people that are are that. Like you say, you don't want to give that note, but like there are plenty of times I wanted the coach to be like, "Can you please give a note to this guy that's going on stage and like doing a song and dance routine? Like right. that's ruining the entire show." And that's really like wouldn't Keegan Michael Key and um, what is the improv uh, movie? Price. You know, it, I've I've been on stages with those performers, and it's like. Yeah. Can someone tell them to stop? But coaches don't. And that was always really aggravating. Uh, I agree. I would, I would say work on your give and take, not your energy. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I'll meet you halfway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I, I like what you're saying about uh, the things you gain from being in a duo or solo show um, uh, and the way that it can like kind of strengthen your sense of, of um, your own style and uh, strengths. Um, and then I'm also wondering, uh, speaking of the solo show you, uh, have coming up, um, is that something you develop through improv or, or has any, it's fully scripted, right? No, it's not. Okay. So I wanted to do a solo show for years and years and I wanted to talk about <clears throat> living with depression and go into that. And I just could never find a good time for that. Um, and then I was just like, well, let's, let's just submit it for a show and then we'll figure it out. Um, wow. I love that. It was terrifying at the times I was just like, no, no, I pull out. I don't want to do this. And then like, you know, the office, I have a friend that worked in the office at second city was like, you don't have to do the show. And I was like, don't, don't give me an out. Otherwise I'll just be like, okay, you're right. Thank you so much. Um, so I started, I was like, I wanted to write a scripted show. I wanted a 45 minute show it is what it was. I started with, um, there's like quizzes online that uh, you can take it to figure out if you're depressed or not. So I, I went through those and answered them all as uh, monologues. And I was like, great, I'll just go like, this is the format I'll use. I have this highly scripted show. It'll be great, right? I've done so much writing all by myself in a room. I didn't have a director. I didn't have a producer. I had no help because... I need to do everything by myself because I was too, I was too afraid to ask anybody else for help and that would make me vulnerable. And like, I don't think I could do that. Um, so I'm just like sitting alone in a room writing all this with like, but I'm just living it in my head. And like the realization that like, I have to go out on stage is not like, has not set in until a week and a half before my show. I went to go see someone else's solo show and I was like, I was certainly terrified. And then the realization of like, oh, that's going to be me next week. <laughs> like mm -hmm. everything I wrote was crap. I hate it all. I'd written a song. Um, it, I just like, like I said, it was page after page and it's just nothing but like, not like just 
if you saw it as an actor that had to go in for something, be like, oh my, like, this is too much. This is too much. Are you crazy? I have to do this on stage all by myself? Like, get the fuck out of here. Uh, sorry if I can't cuss. Um, no, we, I've, I've cussed many times. Okay, great. <laughs> I, re I re restrained myself. Um, and so I came home in just tears. My oh. my roommate was like, what's wrong? And I was like, uh, this is absurd. I cannot do this. I can't, I can't. What I've written is garbage. And then the next morning I woke up with a concept out of that and I scrapped everything I'd written. Nice. Wow. Then I just wrote beats. I have five beats for the show. I have a couple things in each beat that I have to hit. But other than that, it's totally improvised. So it is written, but it's not like I, I can't give someone a script. I'm supposed to do like a, you're supposed to give a script to um, someone doing lights. And I was like, man, I don't know. Just I give just, me it. <laughs> yeah, I just wrote like on a piece of paper. I was like, there's, there's only three cues. So it was fine. Yeah. Um, I was like, there's a light cue. This is another one. And then I need you to say this, but that's it. I was like, and I just wrote like that. I'll, I'll say this at some point in the scene. So then I just need you to pay attention, <laughs> which I'm yeah. sure the light person was like, this is both great and aggravating because now I have yeah. to pay attention. Thanks, Paige. Now yeah. I can have that cigarette break during the third act like I always do. Yeah. <laughs> there is no break. They just have to like, we're flying by the seat of our pants here. That's like, awesome. I just need you to pay attention. Um, and then I, I wrote out a, a beat sheet, but like it's different, you know, not everybody understands what right. that yeah, is. Yeah. Um, and so I, it was one of those things that like right before, of course, I go on stage, like it was just silent in my brain. And I wasn't like some other solo performers that thought like have said right before I went on stage, I thought I was going to throw up and I thought, no, I'm not going to walk out. I, like I'll just cancel the show. And like by the time I'd gotten to that point, I was like, well, I can't, you know, there, I don't have an option. So like, let's do this. And it ended up being just the best experience I've ever had. <laughs> um, and, and also terrifying and like talking about it afterwards, I, it was received very well and like people were like, oh, I can't believe you wrote that. And then I was like, no, this is my process. And so many other performers were like, nah, <laughs> no, thank you. That sounds just like the pits. But for me, having all that scripted thing, which I used to be very good at, I was quick, I could memorize quickly, but I didn't comprehend what I was memorizing. And so I think that by eliminating that, I was able to, again, like be present into what was happening on stage and not that this, <laughs> the theater is small and that they're very close to you and to not pay attention to any of them was, was a whole nother challenge. And then when I'm doing it in, in August, the theater is 18 people, you know, it's, tiny it is a rehearsal type of space and i'm like part of me is like I, that's too close to people that's intimate that's very yeah, there's intimate. No yeah. separation yeah. um and there it's almost like um a theater in the round because they like at some point they add seats that kind of go up on the stage and i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna fare well with that so we'll see <laughs> what that will be just like that back wall <laughs> yeah <laughs> people are so like stuck to <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, that's that's amazing. I love uh, hearing that because I think that it's such an interesting um, uh, world that is less explored in the improv and sketch uh, domain, which is like, you, I mean, you're kind of saying in one sense that you you uh, wrote 
the show so well that uh, you could you dismantled it and like you didn't need the script anymore. Um, and uh, and you know the, so there's that kind of process where you can kind of like write something and rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it and just be like I'm trying to come up with the perfect script and then eventually just throw it out because you know what you want to say enough to just like go do it without a script. And then there's also the process of like of like improvising and re-improvising and never writing anything down and just performing it enough to being like uh, it's uh, it, it, I could write it down but I just haven't. You know, and yeah. I feel like that's something that maybe used to happen in like uh, older school. Like you, you listen to if you listen to like Abbott and Costello do like who's on first or any of their routines, there's like recordings of them. You can tell you get it, like that, like they, they just know the, the the gag of who's on first and, yeah. and the different um, uh, player names. And it goes in different directions and they can just like meander within it until they eventually get to like the landing or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think that, that that's like such a, a fascinating world that I would love to explore more myself as in creative process and see more of. So I'm jealous that I won't be able to uh, uh, catch the show in person. Um, thank you. Um, but that also like you saying that that goes to speaking about creating characters. And the I think the only way, like what you just described is creating a character, right? Like mm -hmm. I physically wrote all these things down and you learn very in improv to very quickly, like pinpoint some things. But like the only reason I was able to do it is just like you said, like I wrote all this stuff down. I created this character in my head and then I could throw out the script. I didn't need mm -hmm. it anymore because I had created a, a character that was a, a it helped, was helpful. That was a version of me and it was a story about my life. Um, but B, I was able to stay in that character for 45 minutes because I, I had, I knew everything about her. Right. Um, and like, I, that's important to improv. That's what, that makes it compelling. And that's what makes it easy to be on stage is creating a character and listening like mm -hmm. that. Then you don't have to worry about anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's really yeah. Good point. I also liked how you, how you didn't give yourself an out. Because I, I truly believe, like, we lose so much, so much art, so much creativity because the artists got scared. Yeah, and it's so mm -hmm. easy to get scared. And we we got so many judges on exterior and one on the interior that that just stops us from doing stuff. When people ask you, like, how do you write a show like this, or how do you how you keep on putting one foot in front of the other? Uh, do you have advice that you usually give, or what would you say about that? <sighs> Interesting. I don't know because I've I I'm kind of hard on myself and a okay. little bit of perfectionist. So like the idea, I have failed before. I have not given a hundred percent to something that I had to put on stage, yeah. and it felt awful. And it was far worse than me giving a hundred because I could go back and say, well, I didn't give it my all, so of course it sucked. Yeah. And it's like, correct. You are correct. It did suck. But whose fault is that? That's your fault because you gave half ass. Like yeah. this time I gave a hundred percent. I gave 110% and I was, it was terrifying and it was very vulnerable to put yourself out there like that. And it, se it seems kind of cliche, but you just have to do it. You have to do it regardless yes. of what you think the outcome is gonna be. Because I think that kills art too. It's like, well, I wanna be good. 
I'm one of people, I want to go on stage and I want to come out there because this is always like my thought in improv. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to go on stage and be like, this is me. And like, everyone's going to go, way to go, Paige. It's a good starting point though. Yeah. It's always in my head. They're yeah. like, Paige, don't go on stage first. We don't need to see that that show 500 times. And I was like, that's a fair point. I wish I could say I was joking, but constantly like, we are really back in. Um, but I, I, so I had to, for the first time think, oh, it's not about just like on stage, it's about being present in this moment mm -hmm. and creating it from, I was doing this for myself. I wanted to tell my story because I wanted to tell my story. And I had to get over the fact that I felt like it was selfish. I felt like here I am boasting about my life. And then afterwards, someone coming up and I told them the same thing. I was like, I felt selfish. She's like, no, 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 no. What you did in there was a gift because you gave your all of yourself to other human beings. And yeah. that's beautiful, no matter what it is. So I just got like really excited. But <laughs> it, I, like, I want to tell people like you just yeah. have to, you have to do it for the sake of love of doing it yeah. and then and, everything yeah. else takes care of itself people are going to hate your shit all of the time yeah. people yeah. suck and yeah. they hate their sh your shit because they don't have the balls to do it themselves oh absolutely I mean, and there's a huge difference between sharing and boasting you know uh, uh, yeah yeah and, and i had to learn that like oh, i'm 38 yeah. and it took me it took me 38 years to really understand that like i it's it's just being confident feels, um, uh, what is the word I'm looking? There's like a saying that like being confident finally feels like you're um, bragging. And it's like, no, like, shouldn't we all be confident? Wouldn't it be lovely if everyone was? Oh, yeah. like, mm -hmm. It'd be obnoxious and amazing, you know? Um, so yeah, you just like, if I had to pinpoint my advice is just do it for yourself and everything else just, Falls silent, you know. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's great advice. Thank you. Yes, that's a great point to leave it on. And uh, Paige, thanks again so much for joining us. Um, again, those dates uh, start August tenth with the uh, Hollywood Fringe Festival, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there are five show dates uh, in August, um, and that info is in the description uh, here on Facebook and on our uh, Improv FAQ YouTube channel. And you can also um, catch it. Uh, we'll make sure to include it in the podcast in that RSS feed as, as well. Yeah, RSS, <laughs> yeah. baby. Um, well, yeah, great conversation. Thank you guys so, much. so much. This was so um, fun. Thank you guys. Pleasure yes. having you. All right, bye y'all. We'll catch you next bye. time on uh, the Improv Network podcast.